Hi, welcome to the Tell It Like It Is program that's really telling it like it is. And uh, I'm Dr. Baker J. Baker, and um, this is, wow, the 14th of December, 2021. So I'm dating this program just in case it's not very good. We won't put it on again, you know what I'm saying? any rate, uh, Father, I thank you and I praise you for tonight. I thank you that you bring forth what it is that you want to bring forth. I thank you that the hearts of the people that are watching this program will draw on the anointing within and will bring forth the things that they need to, to hear and things that I need to hear also in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to, um, we're going to talk about the seasons that we're in, uh, the holiday season or whatever it is that we call it, when we're headed into Christmas and New Year's and uh, Pastor Lanzine just mentioned something and I was going to talk about something else and she mentioned something so I'm going to go there first and then probably end up where I was going to go in the first place. Okay. Um, you know, there's been many deaths that have happened and many, uh, actually I have a friend that her husband died uh, last month, month before last, and I went to be a part of that ceremony. And this past Thanksgiving was the first Thanksgiving that she had had without him. Uh, I actually was her maid of honor, you know, at her wedding. And so it was one of those things that I realized that she needed time to breathe. She needed time to um, really just be by herself. Uh, but I needed to be able to be available to her. You know, it's, it's a, a, a thing that a lot of people go through. They want to be alone. They need to be alone. Uh, they want to cry. They want to go through that. But then they have to have it so that they have people that are there and available for them just in case they need to be able to interact. And so uh, she called me after uh, I left her a message on Thanksgiving and letting her know that I knew that this was the first year that she was without her husband in, uh, in 30 years because, uh, you know, as I said, I was her maid of honor. Uh, and some of the things that you might be going through, this may be the first year that your mother's been gone, your father, your sister, your brother, your friend, your husband, your wife, or whatever. And this is a time that you really have to hook on to Jesus. This is a time that you really have to uh, look at things and decide where do I want to go from here and that's one of the difficult things what do I want to do where do I want to go from here who do I want to be since this part of me is is gone if it's a if it's a mate even I mean really doesn't matter what it is many people have gotten divorced many people have gone through uh, things right now even where they have relatives in the hospital and have a lot of sickness and different things going on and I want to let you know that Jesus is there. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Many people have questions. Why did this happen? This person did this, 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 this. They did everything right. They weren't sick. They took care of their body. They, they, uh, they did the right things. They ate the right things. And then they just fell dead. It wasn't because of the coronavirus or COVID or whatever you want to call it, virus. It wasn't because of any of those things. They just died, you know. Um, just recently, my granddaughter had a friend of hers who was just 30, 31 years old or something like that. She died. 
And so there's been much of that. But, you know, if these people belong to Jesus, and I know that right at this particular moment, it won't matter a lot to you because you're thinking about you. You're thinking about your loss. You're into your own depression. You're into your own, uh, you know, the areas in which you are going through. Some of it may be clinical. Some of it may just be, uh, be emotional. I walked um, another minister friend. I've been walking him through the death of his wife that happened uh, the first of this year. So the first time that he hasn't been with her on a Christmas that's coming up. Uh, people want you to go places and want you to do things and want you to meet their needs. But one of the things that I tell you is this. I don't want you to get into a spirit of grief, but I want you to be able to understand that there are stages. There will be moments that you'll uh, that you'll have. There will be, uh, sometimes it'll be weeks, sometimes you'll be going along and all of a sudden something will hit you and you won't even know what it is. But it's that thing on the inside, it's that emotion that's on the inside. And this is the time that I want you to realize the adversary will play with your mind. He will play with your emotions. He will come and he will let you know that you really don't know where they are. And uh, you're all alone now, and uh, all of these things are, are taking place in you. But uh, you still have to go back to, I think Proverbs 3 is one of the scriptures that I give people as a go-to. You have to trust in the Lord with everything that's in you, and to lean not to your own understanding. But in everything that you do, you're going to need to acknowledge God so that He can direct your path. Uh, you know, we have um, the wisdom that we walk in. A lot of times we walk in. I got to get my big Bible since I don't have my iPad with me here. Um, a lot of times we walk, we walk in things and we, we don't realize that we have uh, the, the Psalms that are available to us. We have a lot of different things that are available to us that are from God. Everything we do, we got to go back to Him. Uh, there's, there's never been a time such as this. You know, you read the newspaper or um, the, the whatever it is, the uh, paper on computer thing. That's what most people read now. Uh, and, and one of the things of it is, is this. It lets you know uh, you're looking at a nation. You're looking at our country. And it seems like everything is going uh, you know, upside down and nothing is going right there. But I just want you to remember that God has not forgotten the United States of America. He has not forgotten your nation, wherever it is, whether it's China, whether it's it's Africa, whether it's uh, Spain, Mexico, whatever, wherever it is. He has not forgotten. And he actually knows everything that's going on. And he will. He will. His, his timing is not necessarily our timing. His timing may not fit with with your emotions and we have so many questions so many questions why didn't God do this why didn't God do that well you need to start to ask yourself uh, another question you know what is God gonna do now how is God gonna move in my life now and in the book of John let's let's go there let's go to um, in fact I think I was there the last time we were together but um, Let's go to John 1. I just want to remind you of something of who it is that God is. It says uh, to go back to the very beginning to find the words already present there, face to face with God. The one mirrors the other. 
the word is I am. God's eloquent, God eloquently echoes and concludes in him, the word equals God. I want you to, to, I want you to get this. You have to get this if you're going to be victorious in doing what is necessary. Remember, there was no beginning without God. And uh, the kingdom of God is real. The kingdom of God is righteousness. It's a peace. It's a shalom that we really don't understand. It's a peace that surpasses anything that goes past anything that we as humans can imagine. And there is that peace in God. And then there's a joy that's on the inside of him. It's really interesting. All three of those things is righteousness, peace, and joy in the, in the Holy Spirit. And God says this. Now listen to this. In the beginning, ark, uh, to be first in order, time, place, or rank, the word, the logos, was with God. And here and again in verse 2, John uses the Greek preposition pos, uh, towards, face to face. The word was face to face. The word is Jesus. And he says, uh, call upon me and I will answer you. I will show you what it is that you need to know. Three times in this sentence, John uses the active, uh, indicative, imperfect form of the word imi. We talked about this before. In other words, it's saying that in the beginning was God, so it's a continuum. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the help. In the beginning was all of that. And this is what you're going to need to go to. I've had to go to it today. I've had to... to to just start to quote the word because there was a depression, an oppression, a some kind of oppression that tried to hit me and just wanted me to start to feel uh, uh, sentimental about what I don't know, about uh, being lonely, I don't know. Um, whatever it is, it was things going on with me that I could not explain. And so what I had to do is I chose, I didn't have to do anything, I don't have to do nothing but die and stay black. But uh, what I chose to do was I chose to call upon him. I chose to use what it was that I have. I chose to decide that in the beginning was the word and the word was the logos and I have the logos. And if I start to, to quote it, as I start to use it upon myself, as I start to realize how alive this word is, then it makes a difference in me. It makes a vital difference in me. It makes it so that I'm able to do what I need to do. It says here, the beginning mirrors the word face to face with God. Nothing that is witnessed in the word distracts from who God is. I don't care how it is that you read. I don't care what it is that you do. Nothing distracts the word of God. Nothing takes away. But you have to read the word in context. You have to read the word the way that God says to read the word. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And that's what it is that I want to do. I want you to realize something. Jesus said when he was in the earth, he went through. He is our great high priest, but he went through everything that we would have to go through. But yet he, uh, yet he walked as the Father in the earth. And since we have a seat that we seat, we're seated in heavenly places, we're seated in him. Do you realize that when you belong to him and he belongs to you, there is no place that you can get away from him. There is no place that you're left alone. There is no place that you're left to, to make it on your own or to be able to have to find your own answers 
No, you will not find an answer to everything that you want to find an answer to. I had a young man that called me the other day, one of my clients, and he's going through a lonely time. He's in love with this girl and doesn't know whether she loves him and, you know, all of this kind of thing. And I, I was feeling his, I was, I was sensing and feeling his pain and I could relate to it. You know, this is something that, that, uh, that he believed that God told him was right for him. And this is the person that he believed that God said was for him and all of this, that this is what it was that he heard. Well, I don't know if he really heard it or not, or if he heard it, uh, if, if this is what God has for him. But what I had to remind him of is this. Nothing is going to go the way that you think it's going to go. We seem to think, even during this season now, that people are supposed to do things that God is supposed to act the way we want God to act. It's like in the ministry. There are people that think that the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, that they're supposed to act, that they're supposed to react, that they're supposed to be the picture that they have. There's only one picture that matters, and that's the picture that God has painted on the inside of us. And we have to read this word. We have to read the word of God. We have to allow the word of God to define itself. You cannot define it from a low place. You cannot define it from an earthly order. It is always going to disappoint you if you do. It says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father, John 14, 9. The word that was from the beginning was not yet written nor spoken. It was simply face to face with God. The beginning declares the destiny of the word. The word of God has a destiny. And during this time, when here it is, here it is, some of you are thinking, you know, this family member died, this person died, this one died. Well, these people that are around me now, they should have died and the other people should have stayed alive. No, God has it so that whoever it is that is around you, whatever family member, whatever person, whatever it is, whatever child, grandchild, great-grandchild, husband, wife, friend, whatever it is, if they're a, a thorn in your flesh, that they're a thorn in your flesh because you need that thorn in your flesh. It may, you may not want it. You may not like it. But every situation, every circumstance that we're in, I guarantee you God has made a way of escape. He has made a way so that you can be victorious. And you're going to only find your victory in the Word of God. He says it was simply face to face with God. The beginning declares the destiny of the word, the image and the likeness would be mirrored and redeemed in the incarnate human form. This is why Jesus came. This is very important. Here it is. We're celebrating this Christmas time and then the New Year's time and all of that. And people are more interested in buying gifts. Don't be buying all them gifts. Spend the time you know, that you would spend going to all of these stores, buying all this crazy stuff that nobody is going to take care of, and really they don't care, selfishness, and all of this kind of thing. Spend some time in the Word of God. Spend some time um, uh, uh, um, making something for someone. Spend some time giving and, 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 and loving on people that need it. It says the Logos is the source. Everything commences in Him. He remains the exclusive parent reference to their existence. There is nothing original except the word. That's really powerful for me. 
There is nothing original. There is nothing that's real. There is nothing that's new except the word of God. The logic of God defines the only possible place where mankind can trace their origin. If I'm made in God's image and after his likeness, then I can act I can act like God would have me to act for my purpose and for my destiny. Do you understand, even though we're here in these times, I, I mean, I could minister a lot to your flesh. I mean, this is one of the things, or your emotions, or your mind, or whatever it is, but I want to take your mind. I want you to take it, and I want you to take it higher. Why is that? Because he says, let this mind be in me, be in you, that was also in Christ Jesus, that thought it not robbery uh, to equate himself with God, but he took on a lower status. Well, here is one of the things that's important. If I spend these next 40, 45 minutes or whatever time it is that I'm going to uh, 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 use, if I spend that just ministering to your flesh and to your emotions, you're never going to get to the place that you need to get to. It might sound cruel. It might sound mean. It might sound like you're not caring about my feelings. You're not caring about what's going on with me. But the Bible says this. You see, I have to take you back to the Word of God. I have to take you back to the original documents. I have to take you back to the beginning. I have to take you back to the origin. You are a spirit being that lives in a body and controls a mind. And he said, have the mind of Messiah. Have the mind of Christ. He didn't say have the mind of Jesus. He says have the mind of Christ. Let the mind of Christ rule your life. Let the mind of Christ rule your emotions. Let the mind of Christ rule your being and your body and your your emotions, they will come in line with the word of God. I'm giving you something that's going to last through the holidays and beyond. It's not something that's just going to, even when I have patients that come, clients that come in and they're not believers, they're not Christians, they're not believers, they're not kingdom citizens, they're not any of those things. I try to get them. One of the things that I do is I take their mind off of what it is that they're constantly feeling all of the things of the past, all of the hurts, all of the excuses, all of the things of this nature, they try what they're doing. Why would, why would a God, why would a loving God do this? And so, because they're thinking carnal. We don't really even understand the love that God has for us because we have never experienced anything like that. The logic of God defines the only possible place where mankind can trust, uh, tr trace their origin. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made, made. Colossians 1.16. If he made you, he knows everything, and he did. He allowed you to come into this world. Then he knows what he has for you. We spend too much time judging God. If God is so good, if that word you're talking about is so good, why did God let this happen to me? Why did God let me get raped? Why did God take my mother? Why did God take my father? Why did God take my child? Why did God take this? Why did God? Why did God? Why did God? You know, um, we look at it and we say, God, what we're saying is this, God, you need 
to come in line with what it is that I think. Because I really want to be God, and I want you to be my slave. That's never going to happen. Never is it going to happen. Everything that happens in our life, and I've had tragedies, I've had losses, I've had all of these things, I've had sicknesses, I've gone through, um, as one of the guys said, uh, I, I, I've gone through hellified fire. Okay, but the whole thing of it is, is this, I have to put my trust in him because if I don't put my trust in him, what, what, what do I have to trust in? How am I going to change it? If I couldn't change it, if I, if you're getting to a point and you couldn't change whatever it is that you were needing to change, if you couldn't make it fit your program, then uh, uh, how are you, what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to turn from him. You're going to tell him, I don't want you. I don't need you. I'll make it on my own. And you were doing it on your own in the first place and it didn't work. He says, when you have done everything that you know to do, and what I want you to do is I want you to stand in my word. What I want you to do is I want you to look to me and watch me take care of it. I may not do it the way that you want it done. And more than likely, <coughs> pardon me, more than likely it will not be done the way that we want it done. But I guarantee you, God is a God that does not fail. God is a God that, that brings your purpose, your destiny, your, your, your reason for living out. And you say, well, he has not done that much for me. There's a lot of bitterness towards God, but yet here it is. You're talking about what he hasn't done. How great are you? How much have you done that's been so fantastic? How much are you able to take care of you? We feed our flesh. We feed our emotions. We feed all of these things. And what happens is we come out. And when we come out, we're more miserable than we were in the very beginning. Why? Because we try to be our own God. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing these things with you because I'm really telling it like it is the kingdom way. I'm telling it like it is how God really is saying what it is that he's saying. He says he is life. His, I mean, his life is the light that defines our lives. When his light, in, in his life, we discover the light of life. When we start to depend upon him, when we start to trust in him with all of our being and stop leaning to our own understanding, stop putting God on trial, stop, uh, do you notice when you put him on trial, he doesn't change anything anyway? Uh, when you put him on trial, you're the one that's angry, you're the one that's bitter, you're the one that's going through all of these things, but it's mankind is made to uh, uh, made in a selfish thing. And what we do is we follow what the adversary, what the demonic kingdom, what that lifestyle, the satanic mind, the satanic ways, the satanic beliefs, we follow those things and it gets us deeper and deeper in a hole. Because why? Because we're letting go of who it is that God is. It says here in verse 15, I mean verse 5, the darkness was pierced and could not comprehend or diminish this light, no matter what it is that you do, no matter how dark it is. And I'm looking today, I'm, I'm, I was reading some of the Epoch Times and 
reading on some of the things and uh, what's going on in New York and because I normally go to New York in January and I enjoy that but because I choose not to get uh, 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 all of this stuff these vaccinations and all of these things and it, it's against my my health and against my beliefs but at any rate one of the things that I can't do I can't do that and so therefore there's restaurants there's none of these things can I go to and so I'm saying okay do I sell my property there do I do do I get rid of this do I get rid of this what do I do how do I handle this thing what is it that I'm going to do I call to get all the information now listen to this because I, I had a joy I had an excitement uh, uh, about doing that you know normally every year and uh, but I, I'm, I'm saying do I sell it do, this is what I do so I got all the information every all the bit of the information that I could get and now I took it to him so that I can stand on whatever it is that he tells me to do if he tells me to weather the storm because things are going to change then that's what I'll do if he tells me to sell it then that's what I'll do will it cause some pain will it cause a loneliness will it cause some of those things I know myself well enough to know that I will go through I'll go through some stages but the thing is is this I trust God I trust God right now many things seem dark for me uh, I have so many questions going on there's so many things going on we just moved our congregation just moved the church we just closed the building that we were in and came and start to have services in a smaller place um, and uh, uh, but the whole thing of it is is that he's opening things up even there but I don't know uh, I don't know anything and I was laying in the MRI machine the other day and all that rat -tat 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 -tat, all that noise going on and so he let me know exactly what it is that I was supposed to do um, you know my first step he only gave me one step and that is when I get my car back is to take these three people with me two or three people if they don't want to go then it's fine I'm still gonna do it but at any rate take uh, uh, invite these people to go with me and to ride up and down these streets and to start to prophesy over the streets to start to rename some of them to start to decree and declare whatever it is that he tells us to do so that's all I got so far which really does not seem like a whole lot of great stuff but I know that I heard him. I know I heard him amongst all of that noise. I know that I heard him. And uh, by the way, I was even clear, uh, 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 free of the claustrophobic thing. I was able to open my eyes in that machine and no panic, no anything came. So light came even in that particular situation. He is life um, and, and is the light that defines our lives. Uh, in life we discover the light of life there is no light uh, there is no life without the light of God you're otherwise all we're doing is existing I'm talking to us so that we can realize something that I want to I'm still taking you higher I'm taking you so that you can remember your seat just think about this here I am I'm seated in Jesus I'm in him I am seated next to him now I'm seated in him so here I am in him if I'm in him then I'm operating in his mind I'm, I'm not Jesus I'm sorry I'm seated in Christ and if I'm seated in him I'm operating in his mind I have his mind now when he's talking about let this mind be in you 
that was also in Christ Jesus. He te he's telling us about the mind of God that was in Jesus. Now here it is. If I have the mind of God then and the spirit of God living on the inside of me in the earth, then how can I walk in fear? How can I walk dismayed? I know that what his word says, if you live in me, if you have a continual life in me, in my word, my logos, which comes becomes the rhema, as it becomes alive, lives in you, then those words that you speak will be manifested by my Father who's in heaven. So here it is. I'm going through a lonely time. And if I sit around and I'm talking about the lonely time, the lonely time, how I'm by myself, how, how uh, um, my mate is, is gone, he's in jail, he's He's, he's uh, uh, in another, he's stuck in another place, can't get out of that country, or he died, or she died, or whatever it is. If I'm talking about that, is that going to bring darkness or is that going to bring light? Darkness is misery. It's ignorance. It's ignorant of those things. And we walk in darkness. People walk in darkness much of the time. And what does that mean? You walk with a benightedness. Uh, uh, which, what does that mean? You walk without clarity of where it is that you're going. You walk without clarity of what it is that you believe. You walk and you live in a place where there's nothing but questions. Think about that. You're living in a place where all there are is questions because you don't have anyone. You don't believe the Word of God. And when you don't believe the Word of God, then you, you, you're not like David. Here David was. David complained about this. Here it is. I'm walking in this dark place. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. But at the end of it, but thanks be to God who always causes me to this. But thanks be to God here. But I will give God glory and I will praise the Lord and let the fruit of my lips praise the Lord. No matter what it is that you say and don't let it continue. Don't keep repeating those things that you don't want. Don't keep repeating those places that you don't want to be. But at the end of all of it, you look and you say, yeah, but I trust the Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you with every part of me. And so no matter what it is that's happening, no matter how it is that I'm feeling, no matter what it is that I'm going through, I know that you are greater than this. I know that this will pass. I know that this emotion will pass. Even all of these, these people that are at my house or I'm going to have to be around, uh, and, and they're going to be crying. They're going to be going through all of these changes. They're going to be going through all of these things because we all miss this person or all miss this people or, or whatever it is that happens, you know, but I trust you. And what I'm going to do is to trust you. One of the other things that people like to do when they've had losses or they feel like they've had losses in their life is just be by themselves all the time. And what happens is you're by yourself and you're just thinking about the same thing over and over. You get more and more depressed. This is the reason that people kill themselves. This is the reason that people destroy themselves. This is the reason that people uh, uh, decide that uh, get on medication, get on pills and things and overdose and does all of these things. I don't want that to be you. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about so-called believers. I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about apostles and prophets and psychologists and psychiatrists. And I, I'm talking about every sphere of life. It does not matter. There is not one group that is above. I'm talking about children. 
I'm talking about teenagers. I'm talking about middle-aged people. Uh, there is no age. There is nothing. I mean, I've seen and I've had it so that even five, six-year-old children are depressed. And with what it is that we're teaching, how it is that's happening, they, here it is. They have this. They Because they've been around this depression. They've been around a home like that. Uh, you know, we got to break the cycle. We have to break the cycle. Well, we don't have to do nothing. But we can break the cycle. It says here that darkness was pierced and could not comprehend or diminish the light. Darkness represents mankind's ignorance or uh, uh, of their redeemed identity and innocence. Uh, here it is. Mankind has been redeemed from that darkness. Mankind has been bought out of that. But if you're not aware of your identity, where you are and where you're seated and who is in you and who's on your side and who will never leave you and who will never forsake you and who will never uh, uh, just just kick you by the side, by the, by, by the curb. He is the only one that can say, I will never leave you. Your mama can't say, I'll never leave you. She could die in a minute. Hear me. I can't tell a person, I can tell them, I will never leave you while I'm alive. But, you know, circumstances happen. And I can, uh, you know, go, I, I can die. Any of those things can happen. Here it is. I, I, I have, I have a, uh, I used to have, work with children a lot. And still do. But they're older children. So they're still <laughs> children. But they're just older. You know, uh, uh, but here it is. I remember one that, that um, actually it's, it's been more than just one, but they were at school. Their father was supposed to pick them up from school and never came. Here it was. They were sitting there. They were sitting there and they were waiting and waiting. And they didn't understand what had happened. Well, he had been in an accident. But that child, that person was still devastated. I mean, years and years and years later, they were devastated. Here it is that they, uh, they, they took this thing, and, and, and here it is. They had a rejection, a separation anxiety. They had all of these different types of things. Why? Because they expected someone to be there, and they weren't. Now, here is the difference. God does not get into accidents. God does not die. God will never leave us. God will never forsake us and God will take that pain and he will turn it to uh, to joy on the inside. He will give us a peace. He will give us that. My father died when I was about five years old, five or six years old. And I struggled with that. I mean, I struggled. I thought he had died because of me. I thought that he died in order to get away from me. I thought I was so unlovely. I thought that, um, that here it is. He, he, he went through that. He died because I was not worth anything. And I walked in that for years. I was a grown woman having children of my own. All of this. I walked in this for years because I thought I was not worthy of anything. I did not. Even though I was saved and I had gotten saved. Well, I got saved, so-called saved when I was 12, but that's not the right kind of saved. That was a Baptist saved. And uh, uh, what it was, you know, I was still walking and, and all of that. But then I got, I, I gave him my life, okay? Uh, 
and then it was a different thing, but I still walk with that. My flesh, my emotions, and all of that kind of stuff, it still had that same effect on me that I thought I was not worthy. Why is that? Because I didn't know my identity in him. I did not know my identity in him. Can't nobody tell me today I ain't worth nothing. Can't nobody tell me today that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I know I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite. You can be his favorite too. How is that? I chose to be his favorite because I know that he made me worthy. He made me worthy. He made me the righteousness of him in Christ. He made me this way. So I know who I am. I know my identity. I know where I sit. I know who I belong to. And I refuse. I refuse to allow the adversary or anything or anybody else to let me think that, to let me think, to have me to think that I'm not worthy of everything that he has done for me. I am valuable to God. I am his idea. He made me so special. I got my own set of fingerprints. You don't have them and you can't have my fingerprints. Nobody can. Nobody can have my eyes. Nobody can have the different parts of my body but me. He made me special for himself. He didn't make me special for somebody else. He didn't make me special for my mother. He didn't make me special for no man. He didn't make me special for anybody else. He made me special for him. And so his specialty that is in me makes me feel like I know that I don't care what happens. I don't care how it looks. I don't care what is going on. I know that I am valuable. I know that I am worth a lot. I am worth it all. I am worth it to God. Now, do I feel like that every day? Heck to the no. Do I have to work to feel that way? I have to work to come into my place of rest. I have to rest in that. I have to uh, uh, fight the good fight of faith. I have to talk to myself. I have to remember who I am. I have to look in my mirror and let myself know you are in the image and in the likeness of God. Has nothing to do with anything anybody else thinks. This is what it is. And, and, and nobody is better than me. And I'm not better than anyone else because why? I'm not going to compare myself to you. If I compare myself to you, then I'm going to lose. Why? Because you're you and, and I'm me. Because does that make sense to you? I hope it does. If it doesn't, you know, just rewind and you'll hear it again. Um, okay. Uh, um, man, man was ignorant of their redeemed identity. I'm not talking about the identity that you had before then but the identity that you had that was that redeemed you. Jesus was our kinsman redeemer. That means he bought me out. He bought me out of lack. He bought me out of slavery. He bought me out of loneliness. He bought me out of all of those things. And I'm not going to be like the Israelites when they were walking through the desert. They did not receive the promise. They did not receive all the goodness. They did not receive what it was that he had because they didn't mix it with faith. They didn't have faith in his word. They didn't have faith that he knew what he was doing. They didn't have faith that he was faithful. They did not have faith that he would keep his promise. They did not have faith for those things, even though he brought them out of Egypt. Now, they weren't sick. They didn't even have to believe for, for, what, for health. They, they were not broke. They came out with wealth. They came out, even the old people weren't feeble. I mean, they had eyesight. They had all of those things. And here it is. They did not have to wear glasses. They didn't have them spots going through uh, 
you know, oh, okay, you know, you think it's somebody and it's not. It's one of them spots that's trying to go through and, and, and for you to see them. So they didn't have that. They didn't have macular wrinkles. They didn't have uh, uh, memory losses. They didn't have any of those things. He brought them out and they had everything. They had all of this. The clothes didn't wear out. They didn't have to be concerned about the latest this, the, the Louis this, and and, and, and the St. John this or these kind of things. They didn't have to. They weren't in competition with clothes. Why? Because he supplied them. He supplied them. Okay. Uh, and, and, and so it, it's important to realize that in this time which we're in, there is not anything. And God could care less if you have wealth. He wants you to have it, but he does not want it to have you. He does not want to give you anything that's going to take you away from him. So what I'm telling us is this. One of the things that we have to do is to remember, he doesn't even want you to have a ministry if that ministry is going to take you away from him. Oh, I got to do this for my ministry. I got to do this for the ministry. I got to do this for the ministry. If it's taking you away from him, it's the wrong ministry. He wants time with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to make love to you. He wants to be he wants to be the one that you run to first. In Matthew, it says, seek first. In Luke, it says, seek the, seek the kingdom of God. Seek, the king, seek uh, first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being. And then everything that you need, look at that. Everything you need is going to be added to you. I mean, that, that, that's, that's gravy, but it's difficult to do. Why is that? Because we're selfish. We're selfish and we're self-centered. And what it is that we want it when we want it. And if we don't get it when we want it, then we start. We decide to say God's not good, God's not fair. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to pout. You, oh God, this is really interesting. My children, whom I love dearly, <clears throat> would do something that I thought was so smart. You know, I, they would ask for something, and I would say no. And they would come back and ask again a different way. Uh, especially my eldest daughter, I'm not going to tell you her name, but anyway, she would come and she would ask these things. She would ask a question and I'd say no. And then she would come and she would ask it a different way. And I'm thinking, okay, it's the same question. No. Uh, well, since you're not going to do that or this, how about this? Same question, same thing. Okay, and so she she went and she would try to figure out, she'd figure it out, try to figure out how she was going to get the answer that she wanted. And this is what it is that we do with God. You know, this is the same thing that we do. Well, God, if you won't do this, if you won't give me him, or if you won't give me her, or if this is okay, or if that's okay, why do they have this? God, you gave this to them. You know, you, you, you did this for them. You did this for this child. Why didn't you do it for me? Number one, I'm not going to answer. The answer is because. But here is, I'll give you a real answer. The answer is because you're not them. In my family, I had two siblings, a brother and a sister. My mother treated all of us very different. Well, she treated them more, uh, uh, more alike. Uh, and... She gave them just about everything that she could give them. She, she catered to them. Uh, they did not go through a whole lot of stuff, but that's not the way that she treated me. That is definitely not the way that she treated me. In fact, she treated me uh, um, 
uh, in a way uh, once and my brother told her, look, if you don't want her here, why don't you go ahead and put her out or, or, or send her someplace? But the way that you're treating her is not good, okay? So at, at any rate, it was everybody knew that, that uh, uh, she, I don't know, for some reason, and, and maybe it was because uh, my, my father, uh, maybe it was because I reminded her of him and, and he had died on her. Maybe it was because I was the one that picked up the phone when they found she found out he was dead. I don't know what it was. Never figured it out. But she treated me very differently. And I am so grateful today because the crap I went through, my brother and sister did not have to go through that. But and later in life, those same kinds of things or worse things have happened to me and I rebound, I rebound, I rebound, I have it. I know that what's on the inside of me and especially now that I have Jesus on the inside of me, I know that I'm strong enough to get through anything. I know that I can make it. I know I don't sit around feeling sorry for myself or telling the sad stories or whatever it is and figuring I got to work through this. Oh my God, I got to work through this. I have to work through this. Oh, I have to really do this. I have to work hard. No, I know that I got to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I know that I got to seek first the kingdom of God and then he will take care of it. Do I have a, do I have to really work in order to do that? Yes. My brother's dead. So is my sister. Why is that? Because the situations in life, the situations in life, we all did some of the same things. My sister had done drugs for 30 some years my brother when his relationship or his marriage didn't work he went and he 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 just it just it just blew his life apart and and he got uh, did drugs and was on alcohol and all of this stuff none of my relationships work but I guarantee you I ain't on none of them things I mean I'm hallelujah glory to God because I see some of those men now and I am so thankful to Jesus thank you Jesus I mean I just thank him and hallelujah 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 I don't have to wake up next to that anyway but what I did I mean did I hurt when these things happened yes I did but I had the strength within me why because even when I was young I had to walk through those things I walked through the misery I walked through the hurt I walked through the things of my father and my father loved me my father thought I was the, the, the greatest thing. My father was, he was good to me. So I had memories of that. But then I, had, I told you earlier, I had the memories of his dying early and thinking he was getting away from me, that he had to do this. And I don't know if that was something that my mother planted or somebody else planted or whatever it was. It really doesn't matter. But I know that it was a lie. So uh, what I'm saying is this, every situation that happens and you say, well, you weren't raped. Yes, I was. You weren't missed. You weren't beaten. Yes, I was. <laughs> you weren't, uh, there was a lot that happened, but everything that happened, everything that happened, whether it was bigotry, whether it was hatred, whether it was fights, whether it was, uh, 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 rape, whether it was, uh, uh, whatever it was. And I went through a lot of it. I went through the drugs. I went through all of that different stuff, whatever it was, it was not strong enough to take me out. I'm still here. Do you understand? I am still here. Just fought through some stuff with my lungs recently. I'm still here. Why is that? Because there's a purpose for me and I want, I'm, I will accomplish that purpose. I'm here for you also. You know, on our website, you make sure you can write it down, www.mteminc.org. If you want prayer, need prayer, need to communicate, 
need some help, whatever it is, we're here to assist you. We're here to assist you to get on your feet and move forward so that you don't have to be a victim to anything. And whatever it is that you let us know, whatever it is that you do, it will be in confidentiality. Whether you're a minister, whether you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, a child of those, uh, whether you don't know Jesus at all, I don't really care. It really doesn't matter. All I know is this. He preserved my life. He preserved uh, me all of these years so that I could be a help to somebody, so that I could reach out and touch somebody else's life. And there is that in you. Your life means something. Your life means a lot. And it means a lot for other people. It's not just so that you can do this. As you start to sow into other people's lives, as you start to pray for others, as you start to help others, I guarantee you what it is that you sow. Uh, uh, as you sow, you will reap. What you sow, you will reap. Uh, today I was on a, a Zoom call and I heard another minister, Michael Fram. He, he actually said it the way that I think it and the way that I've said it for years is that uh, what you sow, you will reap. And I work at sowing good. I do. And I reap a lot of good things. Okay. Verse 6. Uh, there, uh, then there was this man called John, who was Jesus's cousin, commissioned by God. His mission was to draw attention to Jesus. That's what it is that I'm doing here right now. I'm letting you know how great Jesus is in my life. As I sit in Christ up there, what I want to do is reflect him. What I want to do is when you see me, you see him. What I want you uh, to do is to when you see me, you see the love of him going out. No, it's not like an earthly love. No, it's not soft and, 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 and mushy and all of that. That's not in me. But the love of God, the love of God, I want to hug you while I'm right here. I mean, I can hug you. I, I know that you can sense it. I know that you can sense the love of God if you're looking for it, if you want it. Uh, uh, he says, I have many people. There's people all around that wants to be good to you. Um, his mission was to draw the attention to the light of their lives so that they... Uh, what they had witnessed in him would cause them to believe in the original life being redeemed. When he put Adam's, uh, that's Adam and Eve, when he put them in the garden, he put them in the garden for a purpose. And he made them perfect. He made them so that here it was. He made them in his image and after his likeness. He made them so that they could make choices. God is so good. He does not, uh, like uh, uh, many governments, many other types of governments, not the government of the kingdom of God. It, it tries to force you into doing things. But the government of the kingdom of God says that you have, you have the right to choose. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose this day how you're going to believe. You, have to, you, you get an opportunity to choose. And what I say to you as a clinician, a doctor in psychology, you're going to have to choose how and what you're going to feel these holidays. You're going to have to choose. I would suggest you take it, write it down on a piece of paper. I choose this. And I guarantee you, I have chosen, you know, you, you write it down. I have chosen life. I have chosen joy. I have not cho I refuse depression. I refuse oppression. I refuse that. And I guarantee you something, that our, my God, my God, my God will find a way of escape for you out of the depression, out of the oppression, out of that suicidal ideation, out of 
uh, out of all of those things that would try and destroy you. He has you in this earth for a purpose. He has you in this earth not so that you could live like a junkyard dog. He has you in this life so that you could live life and life better. He says in his word, life more abundantly, more than you can ask, more than you can think. He wants to give you those things. Yes, there are uh, 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 there are things that we get to obey. I get to obey God so that I can walk with him. If I don't obey the laws of, the, uh, of driving, then I won't have a driver's license. If I don't obey the laws of certain things, then I, I, I won't have the privileges that I have. This is why I don't understand why people find it so difficult to say, well, God has so many rules. You haven't looked at the rules of the law of the land yet then. There's more rules in that. There's more rules in, 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 in the satanic system, in the world system. That's where religion really comes from. Religion comes from all of these rules, all of these, these, these do's and these don'ts. But that comes from the world. That does not come from the kingdom of God. God allows us to choose, choose life or choose death. Uh, when my children uh, uh, were coming up, they got a choice. They had a choice of, of uh, you know, they didn't think it was a choice, but it was. I would fix a meal. They had a choice to eat it or not. They weren't going to get anything else, but they had a choice to eat it or not. I didn't sit there and, 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 and stuff it down their throat and, and, and choke them to make them eat it. They had a choice. The choices that we have sometimes are not the choices that we want. But the thing is, is this, when we choose uh, uh, whatever choice we, we, whatever choice we make, there's consequences to those choices. Some of those consequences I like. Some of those consequences I don't. If I sit and I do nothing but eat candy and eat sugar and eat, uh, uh, um, you know, all of this type of thing, two things will happen. Number one, my behind will be so big I can't find out where to put it. Number two, I will probably be a diabetic. I will probably have health issues. I will probably have those things if I don't exercise. If I don't do some of the things that I need to do for this physical body, then I will cause it problems. But I had a choice to do it or not. Everything is a choice. There is no situation you have a choice to live in darkness or you have a choice to live in light. You may not like the choices. So I chose to live in the kingdom of God. So in that kingdom of God, there is a constitution. There is a bill of rights. There are charters. There are things that God says, this is my kingdom. And this is how it takes to live successfully in my kingdom. Well, I can choose not to live in his kingdom. I can choose to decide, I don't like your rules. And he's, he's not going to change. He says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will change not. Here's something that people will do. And you watch out for these people as it comes closer and closer to the holidays. People will try and make a excuse for God. God does not make an excuse for who he is. He is God, and either you choose him or you don't. You, you, uh, you, you know, you choose the devil or you can choose God. And the adversary, the devil, he is my adversary. He may not be your adversary. All this light makes my nose itch, so that's what I'm doing. I'm scratching my nose. He just, you know, 
I'm doing it, you know, kind of on the slide, but I just told you what I was doing, so it's not on the slide anymore. So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, what it is is this. God says, I give you a choice. I give you a choice. My road is narrow. He lets us know that. My road is narrow. But where it leads, it leads to life. It leads to abundance. It leads to all the great things that were even in the garden. It leads to uh, eternity. My life is, doesn't leave you uh, when you leave this earth. You see, he has already conquered death. He's conquered hell, death, and the grave, which means that I have eternal life with him. Now, everybody has eternal something. You can have eternal darkness if you choose to choose that. You see, it's real. There is a real heaven and there is a real hell. And we get to choose which place we go. How do we choose? We choose, number one, by who it is that we call Lord. Whether we call the devil who is the Lord of the flies and Lord of, of, of all of those things. If we choose him, he says, okay, here's what it is with him. Here's the difference. If it feels good, do it. That's the law of the kingdom of, of this little kingdom of the devil. If it feels good, do it. If you feel like you want to be with a girl, do it. If, you, if you're a woman, a female. If you feel like you want to be with a boy and you're a boy, do it. If you want to be, you don't know what you are. Uh, uh, you see, there's confusion there. Uh, then do it. This is what the kingdom of darkness says. But where does it lead? It leads to destruction. It leads to misery. It leads to hell. It leads to all of that stuff. God says this. I made them both male and female. I made you like this. I've given you this. Here's my kingdom. My kingdom is light. My kingdom is life. My kingdom is is uh, 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 having having more than enough. My kingdom is restoration. My kingdom is procreation. My kingdom is all that. Over here is abortion. It's death. It's killing. It's murder. It's all of those things, and it's all okay. But you see, it's your choice. And do you know what? God, it may grieve God because he desires that none think that way, but that all come to thinking with the mind of Christ. But you know what? You know how good our God is? He says, if that's what you want, you choose it. And I give you the right to that eternal death where you will burn with the adversary. You see, people don't talk that way anymore. They don't, oh, you don't need to talk about that kind of thing. Yes, I do. Why is that? Because I know people that really think that just because they're able to do what it is that they want to do, they live their life their way without any consequences. There are consequences. You may not get them here, but there are consequences, and you will come into those consequences. My time is just about up, but I just want to say one of the things, one more thing. His, uh, uh, okay, I read that. Uh, in verse 8, his majesty, his ministry was not to distract from the light as if he himself was the light, but rather to point out the source of light. And that's what I hope I have done today. What my, what, what my, my uh, purpose was is to point you to him. And it's your choice as to whether to, whether to accept him or not to accept him. It's your choice whether to have joy or to have sadness. Some people like sadness. They, uh, 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 one of my children, when they were growing up, oh my gosh, they, they, they had, I think they had a, a ministry of sadness. 
a ministry of of uh, of, of, uh, of of doom and gloom, and that's because they didn't know who they were. They had not been redeemed. Most people that have not uh, people that have not been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and know their identity, even people that are in Christ, they don't know their identity, and so they go through a whole lot of this. We would like to help you. We would like to assist you. We would like to let you know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you follow that light, and that light, his name is Jesus Christ. And in him, I don't have no prayer for you to repeat. It says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord which means whoever calls upon him and says, I want you to be, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to be owner of my life. I want you to buy me out of this hell. I want you to buy me out of this, this mess. And I accept you. And then he will be, you, you call on him who is Lord. And then he will save you. He will save you from that place that you were headed. And he wants to do that. He wants to do that. This is the reason that he came. His birthday was not December 25th. It was probably in September or so, probably at the, at the time of the Tabernacles. But at any rate, what I'm saying is this. I don't care what day you choose, whatever day it is that you choose, you'll show, uh, if, you, if you choose to choose him, what it is is that you'll bring light into your life, and it won't be a little baby. It will be someone that's strong and powerful and able to meet your needs according to his riches, his understanding, his delight, his ways who is in Christ Jesus. So this is, a, a, you can go to our website, which is www.mteminc, it's probably on the screen, uh, .org, and if you want to give into this ministry, if you want to seed into it, then you have the opportunity to do that through PayPal, through uh, Zelle, through Vimo, and all of these other kinds of different places and stuff. And uh, if you need assistance, if you need to talk to someone, our phone number is on there, 408-945-4439. And you say, Dr. Baker, you talk really fast, slow it down, slow it down. So you can, when you replay it, you know, just put it on slow and you can hear it <laughs> slow. But I just talk fast, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, this light, it's a lot of light in here and it's burning me. And so I talk fast so I can get out of the light. So. I mean, out of this kind of light, but I stay in the other light. So uh, I, I want to uh, wish you a, a happy week, a glorious week, a joyous week, and I pray for you. Father, I thank you and I praise you right now that I release your healing, I release your mental, emotional, psychological healing, and physical healing if necessary, whatever it is that this audience needs. I release your love, and you said your perfect love cast out fear because fear is torment. And every sickness and every disease and every pain and every discomfort comes from fear. It comes from the, the adversary. It comes from the root of evil. And I, I, I break that power over you right now in the name of Jesus. And I say receive your healing. Receive your deliverance. Receive what it is that you want from the light. Allow the light of Jesus Christ to come into your life and allow it to shine bright. And I'll be back next week. When I'm here to tell it like it is, the kingdom way, or how it really is. Okay, I forgot my other program is, is the kingdom way. So anyway, we're doing both, so it's, it's okay. So let me, let me end this right way. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back next week when I'm here to tell it like it is, like it really is.